What washes up on really small beaches? Uh, really small fish? Microwaves. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I still have that page open on my phone from two weeks ago. How do you make holy water? Boil the hell out of it. Yep. <laughs> that one I did know. Mm. Yeah, there's, what, like 99 jokes on this? Um, oh, good. We'll have more for later. So, yep. Uh, hi. So, yeah, as everybody who listens regularly. Hi, Eugene. Um, they, they, no, this episode's a few days late, but whatever. Um, hopefully less technical problems. I mean, we're already <laughs> having technical problems, but hopefully it's not as bad. I don't know. Yeah, we're starting off great. Yeah. Jade is a robot. So, um, yeah, I don't know which topic to do for I mean I guess I don't know should we start off addressing because I I think you said you heard the Boba Fett story that I recorded for last week's like yeah. midweek episode thing yeah um, I heard um, I I listened to it in parts because uh, I I time yeah and it, it's like two hours long and um it was a 70-page story. Um, and I had said in our last episode that I had kind of mixed feelings on it. And, you know, having finished editing it now, it's like... Yeah, I think... I don't think it's bad, but it's not as good as I remember. Like, I can see why I liked it more in high school than I do now. Um, yeah. That, that's like everything I watched before I was 20. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've already decided this episode is going to be called Boba Fett Says No to Drugs. Because that's a thing that I had thought about while editing it. This thing. Yeah, I could just make a joke and a joke card for the title, but then I'd be like sandbagging the story that I've been saying was actually a good story. Um, but but then we then we can't call it The, the Pope is Cock-Blocking Me. <laughs> because that, yeah. that was going to come up later when I... Talk about EU4. Hmm. I mean, I'd say I could find a way to integrate it, but I, I don't know. They'll, they'll have to compete. We'll see which one feels like it's more meaningful for this episode. <laughs> how, how, how about this? Um, the Pope is cock-blocking me, colon. The Boba Fett says no to drug story. <laughs> I think that's too many words for Podbean. Oh, no. Uh, why? Yeah, I mean, for some reason, Podbean has changed their whole, um... Like, every time I upload a file now, it says, um, your file is not allowed to have spaces. We've changed the name to... And they just, like, stick underscores in it, and then stick a bunch of random numbers in it. And I'm like, okay. But I don't know why they... They changed something about their... The way you upload files, and it doesn't want the file to have spaces in the name. That's stupid. They're stupid. Mm. But, 
Yeah, I mean... Uh, yeah, it's like, I don't even know where to start on the Boba Fett thing, besides, like, yeah, um... I mean, it's definitely, it's an interesting take on the character to make him, like, a moralistic, self-righteous hypocrite. Um, <laughs> I mean, you know, like, him being a hypocrite, I mean, it's interesting character development. I think two weeks ago I'd mentioned, I kind of get, like, Rorschach vibes out of him, that whole being, like, a hyper-conservative hypocrite guy thing. Um... It's like it's it's cool, but it's kind of eye rolling now to look back at it. Um, yeah, it, I mean, I guess any any character you give Boba Fett, it, it just won't feel right. Mm. But that's kind of a weird one. Yeah, and <laughs> to like print on. Yeah, I mean, I think like after rereading that i decided like a, a few years ago i had reread bounty hunter wars which was another boba fett series that i liked um and i remember that one holding up better so i've started rereading the first book of that and yeah i think it really does like the the bounty hunter wars trilogy i think holds up a lot better than um that you know the last one standing short story did um but I'm not going to be doing a reading of Bounty Hunter Wars because it's three 300-page books, and that is way too much to read. Um, I do recommend it for Boba Fett fans, and just, I mean, it's just an interesting story um, that doesn't really get into the weird uh, philosophizing that um, Last One Standing does. It's more just a kind of a noir story, almost. Um yeah, I mean, I guess writers would be kind of prone to that, considering that he doesn't even talk in the movies. Mm. Yeah, and like, because even in in the Bounty Hunter Wars books, Boba Fett is—he's like the most important character, but he's not the focal character. Like the character whose perspective you're seeing from, for the most part, tends to be Dengar. Um, because Dengar finds Boba Fett out in the sand, having just been coughed up by the Sarlacc. And so it, like, uh, the way you see Boba Fett is through, you know, the way Dengar is seeing him is like this guy who he knows is really dangerous, but also he's vulnerable now, so he's trying to take advantage of that and, you know, try to make a profit off of helping Boba Fett finish the bounty job that he was doing before he fell into the Sarlacc. Um, and then, so it's like, kind of like Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, the first one. Yeah, yeah. And then there's like like Bosk is trying to hunt down Boba Fett because he's still pissed about how Boba dismantled the Bounty Hunters Guild, which happened. the The story keeps alternating between the thing with Dengar and Boba Fett and stuff happening in the present, and then there'll be like a part where like like I, I think the first flashback starts when. Um, after finding Boba Fett, Dengar takes him back to this cave on Tatooine that he's got, like, a stash of stuff so that he can heal there. And while he's there, Boba Fett starts talking about, um, like, the events that led up to the stuff that's going to happen throughout the rest of the present-day stuff. So, like, there's these, like, flashback segments of, like, Boba Fett or Dengar or someone will be narrating things that happened in the past 
that are about how Boba Fett was hired by Prince Shizor to dismantle the Bounty Hunters Guild as part of this convoluted plot that he had going. And then, you know, Boba Fett ends up finding this person who has amnesia and realizes that she's actually, like, really important that, like, someone... For like, it's she didn't just get amnesia she had like her mind wiped by someone and she's actually like really important and it's it's an interesting story um the way it you know plays out it's like i don't want to spoil everything about it in case people actually do read it although given how many people listen to this show and how many people read anymore i doubt um anybody actually will so maybe sometime in the, maybe after I finish rereading the books, you know, after I find time to read them, um, I can talk more about it, you know, since I'll know actually what I'm talking about and not, like, all the half-remembered bits that I'm talking about right now. Yeah. I, I don't remember, um, you know, I was gonna make a really dumb joke, but I decided against it because it's stupid. <laughs> so... I'm having a great day so far. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sure you're just thinking about EU4 and the expansion that um, you were going to be playing uh, during this recording, but then we found it was contributing to the technical problems and it has to wait. Uh, okay, well, I'm going to do a little test. I'm going to start it up again and see what happens. Okay. Yep, if you stop hearing me and... or stop hearing Brent, then um, something has gone horribly wrong with uh there's a glitch in the matrix yeah with uh europa universalis 4 and something about double sicilies or double oh yeah the kingdom of the kingdom of two sicilies yeah Uh. what do they let you name a city sicily twice no it's it, it was like an actual um I don't know if country is the right word, but it was an actual kingdom in southern Italy in like the early 1800s or something. Okay, did did they have two Sicilies in it? I I don't know where the name comes from, (laughs) To to be really honest. I know that I know that there is at least one Sicily. Hmm. Um, I don't I don't know what the other's supposed to be. Hmm. Um. But they they made the kingdom of two Sicilies a formable nation. Um. So my plan is to start as Naples. And oh. integrate Sicily. And then become the kingdom of two Sicilies, and then become Italy, and then at that point, uh, the game's over. I can just do whatever I want mm. because Italy's overpowered. Yeah, I mean, when time period-wise is the game set? It starts in the the mid fourteen hundreds. Okay, and it ends in the early eighteen hundreds. So it's not. Like you can you can farm countries uh, several hundred years before they actually existed. Mm. Like Italy didn't become a thing until like the the mid to late eighteen hundreds. Okay. 
but you can make it in like 15 20 if you're good enough mm. okay but it is definitely post roman I... empire oh yeah you can you can form rome though mm. but you you have to own like almost all of europe <laughs> and north africa and parts of the middle east so like basically all their historical territory it's kind of it it's not easy Mm. like i i wouldn't call it the hardest thing to do but it's not easy Mm. but yeah it's something you can do i've done it Mm. i can do it right now well i mean it would take like 30 hours Um. (laughs) there's something the way i play but yeah yeah. i might get there you never know Mm. but yeah i start as naples i become two the two sicilies then i become italy then i become rome then i become the entire world that's the plan it's not gonna happen because Conquering the entire world is very boring and tedious. So yeah, and, okay. So what they let you you can sail across the Atlantic and go battle the Mayans, or yeah, well, the Mayans are gone. Okay, already um, Aztecs. But I, I don't know my timelines on the natives yeah. of the Americas. Yeah. The the Aztecs are around. I think I think you can form Maya if if you play as a like a Central American country. Okay. Can you build a lost or, city or of gold? Tried. No, but you can find one if you're a colonial power. Oh. Right. So there actually like, is one. So. So ba- basically, there's like four, I think. Hmm. But. Uh, Basically, if you're a colonial power, um, after you discover the new world, you could just put a couple troops there and tell them to uh, explore explore the Americas looking for the lost city of gold. Mm. And there's a very small chance that they'll actually find one, and you'll get a shit ton of money and... The area where they find it will become, uh, like, really prosperous. Hmm. Okay, yeah, so, so you find so, uh, a bunch of, like, a golden city in a cave, and Nicolas Cage is there. And... <laughs> <laughs> no, but I guess you, you could you could name the conquistador, um, you sit in there, Nicolas Cage. Mm. Yeah, he can, he can do National Treasure so. too. um, like, hundreds of years before. His ancestor does. <laughs> <laughs> and then his ancestor comes that, and finds the remains of Nicolas Cage in the city of gold. And then there's some guy on YouTube talking about how the time travel works. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's all part of the cage verse <laughs> I mean, All of the Nicolas Cages are connected in a single universe. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, um, who's gonna make the who's gonna make the cage um, the cage? Oh, what's the word? Extended universe. 
Like, just Nicolas Cage from every Cage movie ever made. Yeah, I mean, maybe Brian David Gilbert could do something like that. You connect all the... (laughs) You gotta have someone with the dedication to watch all of them looking for the points where they align. So you can form a timeline to show where each Cage was in relation to the other Cages. I want the Nicolas Cage from Con Air to meet the Nicolas Cage from National Treasure. Yeah, and like, just, the two Ghost Rider Nicolas funny. Cages are probably separate Ghost Rider <laughs> Nicolas Cages. Uh, and, um... Uh, and also, Spider-Man Noir from Spider-Verse is in there, too. And Superman from oh, Teen yeah. Titans Go to the movies. And, um, the the... Batman clone from Kick-Ass. Yeah. I, I, want, I want the Batman clone from Kick-Ass to meet Spider-Man Noir. <laughs> mm. Okay, now I really want to see this now. It's sad that it doesn't exist. Yeah, no, some, somebody really dedicated and... Yeah, I guess we'll have to find the biggest Nicolas Cage fan on the internet and put them to work creating the grand unified theory of... Uh, Nicolas Cage movies. I, you know, to be honest, I can't remember the last time I saw a Nicolas Cage movie. Uh, aside from Spider Verse. Yeah, but that I, I mean, one where he's like a, a starring. Oh, I mean, I know the last one I saw was that Color Out of Space Lovecraft movie. Oh yeah, and before <laughs> that. I was going to say National Treasure, but actually I think I watched Knowing in college because my roommate just bought it on a whim. And we watched it and it was dumb. Let's see, I I did I did watch Con Air on like TBS or something mm. um, a few months ago. Uh, other than that, though, man, I don't I don't know what the... I don't know what the newest movie I would have seen him. Probably Kick-Ass, actually. <laughs> That's kind of weird. Mm. He, 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 he doesn't really act in, like, big new movies anymore, does he? Yeah, not... I mean, I, I don't... I think he's had, like, financial trouble, and he'll just take whatever he can get, which is usually low-budget crap. Yeah. I just never, I just never really realized it until just now, but Nicolas Cage has not been in our lives in a in a significant sense in a while. Yeah, I mean the last big movie that he wasn't like a cameo role, maybe the Ghost Rider movies, but even those yeah. aren't like they're they're not that big. They're they're big because they're like theatrical superhero movies, but yeah, they. They're like a small step above the typical like schlocky horror movies that he does. Yeah, they. He was a superhero in the superhero movies before they became the biggest thing ever. Mm. Like maybe one day Disney will make National Treasure three, page forty seven, but it's been a very <laughs> long time. It's been over ten years since the last one now. 
maybe he can explain how the aliens built the Washington Monument. Mm. I, I, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's just whenever I, whenever I think of like alternate history, um, I, I think of the the idiots who think the aliens built like every. I mean, maybe maybe F- National Monument. Treasure Three is him discovering that the people who run the U.S. government are lizard people in human suits. <laughs> uh, that would be great if. Um... <laughs> I'd I'd love for him to like, you know, like there, there's the the big villain who is a lizard person who's like in an elevator, and like just as the elevator is closing, like the the two sides of the door are meeting in the center, and the lizard person just gives him like a a weird reptile like eye wink, like his. <laughs> Like the the film on his eye um, blinks instead of his like human eyelid. Mm, yeah, maybe we should go back and re-edit National Treasure Two to end with that one mysterious government person who was talking about the the page forty seven of the Book of Secrets and how it's like important. And yeah, give him like a lizard eye to help set up National Treasure Three: um, Rise of the Lizard People. <laughs> Let's edit the villain of every Nicolas Cage movie to be a lizard person. Yeah, yeah. It's, his, his, all his movies are an ongoing saga of the various Nicolas Cages through time and space fighting the lizard people who have not appeared in any of his movies until this point. Jay, do you want to know what I just hmm. remembered? Do you know the name of the villain in Con Air? Uh, Maxwell Lizardman. Like, no, I, I, his his name was probably Cyrus or something, mm. and they called him Cy. Okay. And when when one one of the other um, convicts uh, like they they do something he doesn't like, and he's about to kill him. Um, the convicts was, was like, "Come on, sigh," and then he just says, "Anara," and shoots him. <laughs> oh God, I'm I'm sorry that that just came out of mm. nowhere, and it it just filled my head. Sorry, mm. what were we talking about? Um, lizard people. Yeah, Nicolas Cage movies. Somehow, yeah, yeah, that happened he, because he I started talking about treasure. the city of gold, and it reminded me of National Treasure Two. Oh yeah, cool. Yep. Where do we go from here? Um, well, back to Star Wars. I had another Star Wars thing. Um, aside from dunking on Star Wars books that I used to like, and I mean a lot of them I still do like, and I'm defender of those books, but yeah, they're not always perfect um but another star wars thing (laughs) that i uh realized um so the new lego catalog for summer 2020 just arrived and i realized although i i I had to confirm uh, i I did some searching um it doesn't look like there's gonna be a second wave of rise of skywalker sets for legos which is weird because every other star wars movie that's come out has followed a trend of like 
before the movie comes out, they have a bunch of sets that don't spoil anything. They just make, like, a bunch of vehicles, and they'll have, like, some of the important characters to make you have to buy that $90, you know, Kylo Ren shuttle so you can get the Kylo Ren figure. Um, <laughs> but then, after the movie comes out, like, usually the summer after the movie comes out, they make a second wave of sets that include spoiler stuff. Like, they have, um, unmasked Kylo Ren shows up, and, like, Maz Kanata, and, you know, after Force Awakens, they did those sets. Um, after Rogue One, they did the Battle of Scarif. After, uh, Last Jedi, they had the throne room fight scene as a set. Um... And even Solo, I mean, I remember, I think it was after Solo when they had Enfys Nest and her speeder bike showed up. Um, but Rise of Skywalker, it looks like the only follow-up set we're getting for that movie is the Knights of Ren's ship. With a couple more Knights of Ren, even though we had already gotten them in the sets from before the movie. So there's no, you know, Reborn Emperor. Um... I don't know what else they would make. Cool. I, I, I don't know what else is, is in the movie worth making, but it's weird that there's no follow-up set featuring the Emperor who didn't appear in a set before the movie either. It's like, even Lego is like, this movie sucks so much, we're not even going to bother. Like, they're making Mandalorian... <laughs> they've got two Mandalorian sets that they are promoting instead of making like any effort to make some Rise of Skywalker follow-up sets. That is... So... So that, that is, is a thing that I realized. Because, like, the, the marketing is the biggest part of Star Wars at this point, so... Yeah. It, it's weird that they don't just... Or merchandising, I should say. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's why they make these movies, so they can make sales on other things. But... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, even... It's that like the weird. movie was designed to be, you know, a response to all, all the fans complaining about the other movies to be like, hey, let's give the fans everything they want, and they made it bad, and also not even marketable. Like, there's not even stuff from the movie that you can be like, hey, let's market this, you know? There's like, there's the Knights of Ren who didn't do jack shit in the movie, but I guess they kind of look cool. There's the Emperor returning, which was stupid as fuck, but at least it's something. And then there's like a one second shot at the end of the movie where Rey has a cool new lightsaber. Um, but they're not making toys based on any of these things now. It's like, you know, they know that Baby Yoda is where all the money is, so that's that's where all the money's going. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I guess he just realized that nobody likes it. Yeah, yeah, the, like it, it <laughs> so. took, you know, after episode 9, it's like, it, it bombed so hard that they're just going to forget about it and focus on the things people are actually liking, which is that one TV show right now. Just the yeah. one. Also, I've heard that they're looking to that, cast that a live-action Ezra and Thrawn now, so it does seem like... All the characters from Rebels that they're bringing back from Mandalorian 2 are being set up to spin off into the sequel series to Rebels. Which is going to be live action. So, that's neat. Hopefully it works yeah, out. That's... 
Yeah, that's that's a weird thing when you have something like The Mandalorian, which is, I, I think we talked about this last time, it's so separated from yeah. everything else in Star Wars, but now they're trying to integrate it for the purpose of marketing. Yeah, yeah, and like, like they're bringing in characters who are cool, but they're cool characters from a cartoon show who are now being brought into yeah. this show that was made in live action and, I mean... Like, I guess uh, even Mandalorian Season 1, it does have connections to the cartoons. Like, they they allude to Death Watch when they're, like, um, the Mandalorians who rescue uh, Din Djarin as a kid. They, you see, like, on their shoulders, they've got the Death Watch symbol. Which I think might have actually, like, be a thing alluding to maybe they're not as great as this. Because uh, Death Watch was, like, a villainous group in Clone Wars. So that right. might be actually like a foreshadowing of it turns out the people who rescued him like, I'm thinking possibly they shot his parents. You know, when when that door was closed and the super battle droid was there. Like possibly the Mandalorians killed his parents and then they saw this kid and like, yeah, let's recruit him. Like that that could be a twist that they might pull. Huh. Yeah. But th- that theory is just based on the fact that it's I, Death Watch, I, and they're even before Clone Wars, they were like a villainous group of Mandalorians. Huh. I, I'm I'm sorry. I'm just trying to mm. think. <laughs> I started playing EU four, yeah. and I'm trying to split my mind. Yeah, yeah. Um, you gotta unite the nations of the world I, I, under your I, banner while also talking about Star Wars. Yeah. I never even thought about the idea that they can go that that direction, though, of having the Mandalorians kill his parents. Yeah. Like, as an excuse. I mean, like, I I, I don't know if... The one... I don't think the ones he was working with when the series starts are necessarily, you know, like, secretly evil. You know, like, the... The armor maker person, like, she seemed pretty cool. But... The ones who initially yeah, like recruited him there. might not be... They might be kind of shady, because they were Death Watch people. Right. But I guess by the time of Rebels, like, um... The, uh... uh Bo-Katan, who... I think they said she, she's supposed to be in Season 2. Like, she had taken over the Death Watch, and... And they were more like freedom fighters, and less like anarchists. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see what they yeah. do, I guess. I, I've i pretty much just stopped having opinions on Star Wars because it's not worth it anymore. Yeah. So. Um, let's see. Okay, I'll... S- I, I really... I, I was, I was going to say, I really hate being that way, so I'll just say that Star Wars Battlefront 2, the original from like 15 years ago, is still mm. great. <laughs> so, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, there's a lot of stuff, great stuff from a uh, long ass time ago for Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah, like the, um, and the, that group that's making the Star Wars cards based on the Wizards of the Coast Star Wars card game from mid-2000s they just announced they're making their solo a star wars story set so that movie was meh but 
I mean, maybe they'll make some cool cards out of it. Maybe we can yeah, play as hologram Darth Maul threatening people with his lightsaber in hologram form. Which side? Hmm? Which side? Which side of the lightsaber? Uh, the warm side. <laughs> Let him hit you with his warm yeah. stick. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't need to take that in that direction. Just did. Yeah, I mean, otherwise I was gonna pivot away and start talking about um the new Shantae game that also came out in the last two weeks. Oh yeah, I saw and, that. You know, Shantae and the Seven Sirens came out. Uh, it was fun. I I've beaten it a hundred percent at this point. Um, it's it's like. Um, probably the most super Metroid. It like it, it has parts of it that definitely feel like they're you know trying like Shantae's always been kind of a Metroidvania, um, but some of them have been more linear than others. Especially the last game, Half Genie Hero, that was like each level was just three sections that you go through, um, and there, there's no like branching paths or map or anything. Um, but this one, like, they're back to having a map, like a world map, the way they did in, like, Risky's Revenge. Um, it's got that kind of Metroidvania, like, you go to an area and there'll be, like, secret items hidden in things and you have to get upgrades before you can get them. Um, and even, like, you, you start off, you go to this island where they're having a genie contest, but then uh, the other half-genies, because th there's, like, five other half-genies in this game, and they all get kidnapped, and they're, like, scattered around the map now, and you have to go rescue them. Um, but you start off in this town that's on, like, an island, and there's a city under the island, which, spoilers, is uh, actually a spaceship, um, as you come to discover, or at least part <laughs> of it. Like, there's, there's, like, a city, but then it branches off into other sections. There's, like, a mine and, like, a sunken ship and uh there's a bunch of different sections that you go through um to get to the dungeons and rescue the genies and stuff but they've got like parts of it where like traveling from section to section you'll be running through just like a glass tube and seeing the water behind you and it definitely feels like there's like parts in super metroid that are exactly like that um so it's like they're trying to draw a direct comparison to how metroid-ish the the world design is of this game cool and yeah i mean yeah it was it was fun you got like some new transformations you get to turn into an octopus that can double jump by squirting ink and um <laughs> they stole it from squidlet yeah 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 cuz it, it's like they um you know, other games, when you do like the transformations, it's usually you do a dance and then you become that form and then you stay in that form. And in this one, they made it a bit. Um, it's more. It's just like a special move you can do. Like you can do like a dash where you transform. You hit the ZR. I think it's the ZR button to like shoot forward and turn into a newt, and you can stick to walls and climb on them. Which is like the new version of the monkey transformation that they've had in past games, but 
you're not stuck in that form, it's just you hold the button, you turn into a newt, and then when you unstick from the wall, you turn back instantly. Um, so, like, they, they made the transformations happen more quickly that way. Like, if you go to double jump, you just automatically become the octopus. You don't have to turn into an octopus to double jump. Um, okay, well, so they, they just made it more accessible, yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah, like, they simplified it, and, like, the dances are still in there, but instead it's, like, each of the other half-genies gives you, like, um, an ability that will affect the map so like the first one you get is the seer dance where you you basically you hold i think x to start dancing and then the the this like icon will pop up that shows four directions and you push up down left or right on the um the d-pad and that triggers it so like the seer one when you activate it like the screen will flash, and then any hidden items on the screen will be highlighted, um, or like invisible enemies will become visible, um, and then you get one where you can like everything on the screen gets electrified. So there's like some things you need to, you know, power up with electricity. So if you see it on the screen, you do the electricity dance, and then it electrifies that, um, and. Oh yeah, the third. Oh, no, that, that was the third. Electricity was the third. Second one was like a nature thing, where you can heal things, which is mainly like you can recover some health with it. You can uh, fix like you see like a withered tree. You can turn it into a flower uh, by healing it. Um, if you see poison water, you can heal it into pure water. And also, if you see like a zombie or something, you can bring them back to life, and then they just you know, they turn into a person and then fall off the screen. So I guess they die from coming back to life. Wow. <laughs> That's pretty dark. Actually. Mm. Uh, like, like, so they come back to life? Well, yeah, I mean, it's like, like, if you see a mummy, you turn them back in, you, know, you bring them back to life, and then they turn into either, like, a guy or a girl who is wrapped in, like, mummy wrappings and they get embarrassed and, like, jump off the screen. Or kind of fall off the screen like Mario. You know, that that kind of like, okay. dead but doesn't look dead thing. I guess they just get embarrassed because they're, like, naked and covered in mummy toilet paper in front of you. That, that's yeah. weird. Um, and then the fourth one is you get a giant <laughs> hammer. And it just, like, destroys everything on the screen. And also can, like... Can you can you turn in, can you turn into a crab and have a rave? Um, there's no crab in this game. Some of the other games have had a oh. crab form that you can, like, walk underwater in. Nice. I don't know where to go from um, there. Let's see, yeah, just looking at my what? notes. Because, yeah, it, I mean, otherwise, it was fun. I don't know what else to say about it. Um, so, is it is it basically just, like, another Shantae game, except more, more directly Metroidvania? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's like, you travel around the world trying to find these dungeons, and then there's, like, side quests and stuff that happen, like, the Squid Baron is back, and 
doing more sh- like his shenanigans in nice. this game are that he keeps trying to pitch you on this idea of he wants to make a video game starring himself um and that like you I, I think at one point he says like you'll be like a hot girl version of him and you will fight an <laughs> octopus that has like a girl swimming around in its brain and that ends up being one of the bosses of the game and then he gets mad at you for stealing his idea <laughs> <laughs> that's cool um, also at one point he kidnaps Shantae and Sky and um, well I think no, he, he was like working with the this is guy the armor baron who convinces you to collect some items for him so you can get um, like an upgraded armor suit which is like bikini armor but then when you wear the armor you're actually like stuck in place and so it, it's not really functional armor um and it was all a trap so he could put you onto like action figure cards and sell you to squid baron so he could put you in his like toy collection but then you break out oh of the, the toy cards and wreck his stuff <sighs> not his anime figure yeah. collection yeah, no, there's a lot of jokes and stuff about that. Um, they also made it so, like, there's, um... Sometimes when you kill monsters, you will get, like, a trading card version of them. Which, if you get enough of each one, depend Like, some of them you only need one, some of them you need, like, five or ten copies of the card. Um, gives you an equipable bonus ability thing. You can only have three equipped at a time, but most of them are just, like, a thing to make one of your power-ups work better. Um, the ones I used were more generally useful, like, your hair whip attack is plus one damage at all times, or, um, I think there was one that made, like, magic costs less, like, doesn't use your meter as much. That, that sounds like the charms from Hollow Knight. Might be, I haven't played Hollow Knight. I wonder so I if know. I wonder if they uh, took some inspiration from Hollow Knight as a two D Metroidvania. Mm, probably because uh, Hollow Knight has a a charm system where. Uh, you know, th- there's like forty different charms. That's like. You know, you do more damage, have a longer range, have more health, mm. and several weird ones. And um, if you if you use certain combinations, like they they do crazy stuff. I can't think of any off the top of my head because it's been a while since I played. But mm. stuff like turning, like. You have what's basically a magic attack that's just you know kind of like a white fireball, mm. but uh, I and I think there's a combination of charms that turn it into like a an enemy seeking larva or something like that. I, I might I, I probably had the specifics wrong, but mm. it, it's something like that idea. Yeah, I think it's like a less advanced form of that. You know, like they just kind of slapped yeah. in these power ups and then limit you to only three at a time. Yeah, I think I think Hollow Knight had like a point system where 
you know, the better it is, the more points uh, it, the more points it costs to equip. Like you can, and uh, as you go, you you can equip more. Hmm. Yeah. I, I I think. Like I said, it's been a while since I've played, so I might have some of the specifics wrong. Hmm. Yeah, and this game also has an opening cutscene by Studio Trigger, and then a bunch of other animated cutscenes that, like they they look similar, like but um they were by a different group. I don't remember what the name of the other studio that did like the main game cutscenes was. Now I'm curious. I. I'm gonna look it up. What's the name of the game? <laughs> uh, Shante and the Seven Sirens. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because like they had another group doing the other anime cutscenes, and they did good with those too. And now there's talk of, um, is one of the people at WayForward is still, like, looking into the possibility of doing a Shante animated series, um, which. It, so it doesn't. It's it not. It's absolutely not confirmed that they will do an animated series, but they want to. So, I mean, it seems perfect for it. The character designs are, yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, and like, like they bring back the same characters in every game, so they're they're very, like, committed to these characters. Like, really, the only thing I know about the games, other than what you tell me, is that they have great character design with a lot of nice colors. Mm. Yep. A lot of nice colors, a lot of hot girls. Um, (laughs) A lot (laughs) of, like, boob physics in 2D. Which is a thing (laughs) going back to the original Game Boy Color game. They had boob physics on Game Boy Color. Really? Yeah. Nice. Who made the original games? Uh, I mean, Matt Boson is the guy who's, like, in- I think he's the head of WayForward, and he's he's definitely, the, like, the creative mind behind all the Shantae games. And really, like, a lot of, you know, a lot of the WayForward, like, independent projects that involve cute girls usually involve Matt Boson to some extent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, like, like I, I followed his Deviant Art back when so I was like, on Deviant Art, and yeah, that's most of what he draws is just so, like cute girls. So like Mighty Switch Force, where all the all the all the girls are a different form of hot, basically. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like they've got like similar body types across the board, but otherwise that they're you know different types of people (laughs) I can respect that yeah like there's a way forward game that I remember seeing in Nintendo Power back in the mid 2000s and I've never played it and I want to but I guess I would have to find it on an emulator at this point because it didn't sell well enough that there's a lot of characters around this one called Sigma Star Saga I don't know much about it except that you're playing as like a guy in like a sci-fi game thing and um he has to go undercover with these like purple alien people and there's like a love triangle where there's like him and there's a hot human girl and then there's a hot alien girl 
and he's like torn between you know which world to side with because the humans and the aliens are at the war hot and alien girl, obviously but yeah <laughs> it's like i i don't know i like the designs and i want to know more about what the story was there but i didn't buy it back when it came out and now it's hard to find So it does it sell for like insanely yeah. huge amounts. Yeah, I mean, of money. Like used copies yeah. of it are expensive. Um, so I, I'll have to check if it's on that uh, Raspberry Pi emulator SD card that I have, because I know there's a lot of Game Boy Advance stuff on there. But yeah, I mean, Game Game Boy Advance could be emulated on pretty much any decent like not even decent like probably a 10 year old pc yeah. at this point yeah yeah like i know i like back on my previous laptop i haven't bothered to really try gaming on this laptop on my previous one i'd played some of uh mother 3 on there and that one ran fine but can it take all the cute girls there's only one way to find out <laughs> keep me keep me updated uh, let's see what else I have. I assume you're still looking up what studio did the um cutscenes. I I I quit. Yeah. <laughs> I I tried. Okay. I mean, I guess I could Google it. But um, I'll, 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 I'll yeah, I like all I like find. Only other thing I have all on I my list was, was is people. that the Harley Quinn uh anime first season came out on dvd and it is awesome and i love it um it's like everything that was good about birds of prey but better so like honestly i tried rewatching birds of prey this last weekend and it's like it's still kind of fun but i just wasn't feeling it after watching the cartoon because the cartoon is just better it's like joke a minute um it, it does the whole like thing of like Harley broke up with Joker and has like mixed feelings about it, but um just has a lot more fun with it. Like with that and just with like every, every all the characters in it are great. Um every clip I see from that show is hilarious. Yeah. But I I never felt like I'm I'm not gonna <laughs> subscribe to a new streaming platform just to watch it yeah no i haven't signed up to dc universe like i'm i might when because apparently season two is almost through it's like more than halfway through now so maybe once all of those episodes are out i will do the seven day trial and binge watch the whole thing and then cancel um no you have to wait for the snyder cut <laughs> Nah, I, well, that's coming to HBO Max, which is apparently separate from DC Universe. Like, they didn't merge them like everybody <laughs> thought they would. Yeah, that's great. But just, what we, just what we need, more streaming services, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, you don't have to get cable anymore. You just need to get, like, uh, ten separate streaming services. Yeah. Which are still better I... than cable, because at least you don't need to wait for whatever time they feel like showing the thing you want to watch you can just watch it whenever that that's the one thing about the whole streaming thing is that 
it, it's better that there's a lot more stuff like it readily accessible but also it was it felt a lot better like eight years ago when it was just netflix mm. and they just had a bunch of random shit of whatever you wanted and now they they basically just have their original stuff and a small handful of random shit that you want mm. or don't want yeah <laughs> so yeah i mean i haven't really looked around hulu it seems like they would probably be a better source of like stuff that yeah, isn't just netflix originals i don't really like hulu like the i've tried the interface on ps4 and uh pc mm. and i don't know it's difficult to navigate and you yeah, I mean, I seem to remember Hulu having, like, pay, loading issues. And e even if you pay, they still make you watch ads, unless you pay a higher price, so. Mm. That's annoying. Only other thing I just remembered was that, um, the next Magic the Gathering set, like, they're starting to reveal stuff from it, and I'm excited about it, but I feel like if I talk about it, nobody's gonna know what I'm saying. Or what any of it means. <laughs> like if I say I, that it's like... cool that Grim Tutor and Azusa Lost But Seeking are coming back, like does anybody know what that means? <laughs> Grim Tutor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Grim Tutor, you search your deck for any card, put it in your hand, and then you lose three life. And it's a three drop. I, I was just I... When when you say Grim Tutor, I just think of, like, the Grim Reaper, except he farts to kill people. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, Tutor with two O's instead of a U. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm very sorry, but that's, that's the first thing that came to mind. Mm. Yeah, it's too bad the title of the episode has already been chosen, otherwise it could be the Grim Tutor. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm very tired. Mm. I mean, I'm mostly excited. Like, uh, I, I, it, it's weird because before the spoilers started coming out, like I didn't care at all about Core Twenty One. I figured it's like, well, it's a core set. It's just gonna be like basic stuff for beginners. It's like there's not gonna be much that I'll need from this set. And then they started showing stuff, and they showed that Liliana is getting a new card, which is great because I. After the way War of the Spark ended, I didn't know how long it was going to be before we saw a new Liliana, but... Nope, they're making a new one. It's got three different... Well, I guess four different versions. There's uh, one version that's only in the starter decks, which has different abilities and a different name. And then the one from the main set has three different versions. There's the regular, there's an alternate uh, border, because each, each of the major Planeswalkers has their own like special border, so... There's a regular black one, and then there's the alternate border where it's, like, purple and, like, fancy designs. And then there's a full art alternate art one that has, like, an even better, like, art design. Although, I mean, I'm, I guess her design in the, the first two cards is probably what she looks like after War of the Spark. Like, she's wearing a little more black, which is probably because she's mourning because Gideon died in the war. Um... And the the alternate full art one, it looks cooler, 
But it's her Innistrad dress instead of what she's wearing in the present, I guess. Um, hmm. Also, I'm looking on the wiki about that Shantae thing. Let's see if they say... Who did the other animations? It's not super important. I'm just curious. Mm. They mentioned Studio Trigger, but why doesn't anybody mention who did the other cutscenes? Yeah, I think the only other thing I have planned for this episode is um, I made a Mad Lib because the idea came up to do... Um, <laughs> I can't remember which kind of Mad Lib was recommended. Um, and a Brown Wolf, I think, was recommending that I do uh, a Mad Lib of, I think, Star Trek because we've been doing Star Wars once and we're doing Star Wars because I just happened to have... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember that conversation. But then, yeah, you mentioned doing a Star Trek one. I'm like, well, I'd have to find a Star Trek book. But then I thought, hey, I could make an Ace Combat one. So I took the first three paragraphs of um, the Ace Combatopedia uh, article on Trigger and um, cut some of the words out and made a mad one. So we'll have that whenever you're ready for it. That might be a little insane. Mm. Yeah, I mean, well, hopefully I cut the right words out to make it funny. I guess we'll see. We'll find out. The art of Mad Lib is unknown to most people. Mm. I might have unlocked my secret Mad Lib powers, and <laughs> now we'll be able to make, like, make a Spider-Man Mad Lib next time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to cure butts. I want to turn people into butts. I want to turn people into penises. <laughs> Enough people are already penises. Mm. The blob eating a sandwich. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to have to investigate the Shante thing another time because I'm not really finding much on... I'm trying to look it up on my phone and my phone is hard to Google on. Yeah, that th that's fine. It's not important at all. I was just curious. Um, I I didn't really do anything the past two, <laughs> two weeks. I just played old games. Hmm. But, uh, no more you know, Ace Combat 4 is very good. Oh, yeah, yeah, Ace Combat, yeah. Right, I, did, did we, did, I, I think did we, we get mixed might up for a second? I mean, yeah, no, I, I asked if you'd done any more Yakuza 0, and then you mentioned Ace Combat 4, and, um... Uh, yeah, I, I, I think we kind of cut out and back in at an awkward time, and we were both <laughs> talking about different things. Mm. Yeah, also I just so, got an email so that I'm, play. I mean, not really responding to. Amazon's asking me if I still want um, the uh, Amazing Mary Jane story. I mean, I have all the issues, but I still would like it in paperback. Um, the one where... Uh, they, they, have I mentioned that comic, Amazing Mary Jane? Yeah. Yeah, the one where she's uh, I... making a movie with Mysterio. Right. Yeah. I, I, I remembered you talked about it, but I didn't remember the specifics until you just said it. Okay. 
I probably talked about it when it first started, but I don't know if I mentioned after wrapped up. Although that was a couple months ago, so I've already forgotten a lot of the details of what happened. Um, I just know like that. Yeah, they were yeah, making I, the I, movie, and then the Sinister Six got pissed that Mysterio wasn't representing them well, so they attacked the set, and so Mary Jane <laughs> had to. Like, I don't know if she fought them off really, so much as she like did. She did something clever to like trick them off of the set or something. Oh my god, Spider-Man's villains are so petty. Yeah. Okay, yes. Approve. I still do want a copy of this whenever it becomes available because I guess Marvel must not have told them what day they were... It's not coming out the day it was going to and now Amazon's like, oh no, what if it never comes out? Are you sure you still want it? And say, yes, I I can wait. (laughs) Okay, that's resolved. Uh, What were we talking about? Um, uh, Ace Combat. I I I was I was talking about playing Ace Combat Four for the ninety eighth time, mm. and you were asking something about Yakuza Zero. Yeah. Yep. Which actually, but, I did play more of Yakuza Zero. Um, yeah. I got. Did uh, you progress in the story? Yeah. Like, I I I am somewhere in the Majima part. I got through, you know, after you get out onto the street with him, and you watch a guy doing, like, a sword fighting style or something, and you learn how to do weapon fighting. Oh, yeah, with the bat? Yeah, I got got more interested in the story, but also I'm thinking the thing that gives me headaches the most playing games is reading, and that's the thing you have to do a lot of in Yakuza, because, um... They don't yeah, dub anything. It's yeah, it's all in Japanese. Yeah, like I think I'm getting so. eye strain from reading because I noticed, like I played like ten hours of Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and I was fine, but then I played a few hours of Yakuza Zero, and suddenly my head hurt. Yeah, see, I'm used to it because I watched way too much anime over the span of like five years. Mm. And yeah, like I think it didn't used yeah, to be a problem, it, and maybe I've just haven't played as many games lately, so my brain's not used to it. Yeah. So. So let's see. You're in like chapter three, yeah, or four. I think, then? yeah, because like I, I got through the the stuff where. Um, Kiryu, like, um, up to the point where it switches protagonists. Um, and then... So... So so with him, I got up to the point where you, um, go to... The bat style? Yeah, yeah, like, there was a guy who, um, I think think he was, like, blonde. There There was, like, a blonde guy who fights... You you go to like some alley or something, and he's there, and it, he, like the people there are saying like this guy's actually. Like, it seems like he's trying to buy everyone out, but actually they're saying like no, he's actually sticking up for us in a way that the mafia never will. Um, and then you go back to 
the building where the rich guy was and the security tries to throw you out and you fight them all and it turns out it was a test um and the blonde guy was there and you fight the blonde guy and then they're like yay you passed the test you can work with us now and then it switched characters and suddenly it was majima and it was in this club where a guy was being a drunken asshole and you have to dodge all of his attacks instead of just beating him up um like dodging and apologizing i love that introduction to i I love that introduction to majima Mm in yakuza zero Mm. because it's it's just badass enough and just crazy enough (laughs) to perfectly get him across yeah i mean it was really like after spending all that time as there you're just beating up all your problems now you're playing as a guy who's not allowed to punch the person that you're fighting but but then after that (laughs) guys are still like Coming up to you on the streets and you still beat the shit out of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, yeah, and that was kind of weird. It's like like they made it seem like this, um, whatever they called that style of fighting is like the thing you're going to be doing is like dodging and doing very powerful counterattacks. But but then now he's just like an ex yakuza who really wants to be a yakuza again, and he's just being exploited because of it. And then he's just running around the street trying to recruit a person to join his nightclub. Yeah. It, the I've only played two Yakuza games, but the beginnings are always kind of awkward. Mm. Because they're very... The, the main story is kind of long-winded. Mm. Like it, it's it starts out very slow and then kind of just snowballs mm. because like like the the last there, there's like seventeen chapters in the game and like the last probably the last half just kind of rolls by like I, I mean of course you could stop and do side missions and stuff like that but. Mm. Like, okay, so so at some point somewhere. these two plots are going to line up because right now they're on like opposite sides of town, from what I can see. Well, one of them is in like like Kiryu. the The neighborhood is in Tokyo. Yeah, and Majima's is in a different city. I, I forgot. Oh, okay. Um, Osaka. I don't. I don't remember. Okay. But do they meet up, or is it just like two separate stories happening? It's they're they're related, and they 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 kind of go together at the end, but not they're mm. they don't directly cross. I'll, I'll put it that way. Like they're okay, but um. The actions of one do affect the actions of the other uh, the closer you get to the end. Mm. Yeah. I'll put it that way. Okay. That That's yeah. that's the not-spoilery <laughs> um, <laughs> explanation I'll give. Yeah. Like at some point, I'll get back to it. I, w- I was on vacation last week, so I had more time for video games. But um. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like m- most of the most of the fun of uh, Yakuza is, you know, 
the, the serious like crime drama main story juxtaposed with the ridiculous side missions where like, like Kiryu dresses up as a as a TV show producer. Oh yeah, with, yeah, with, I did like, that one. Yeah, I did the one where he was a producer, and I did the one where you beat up a panty pervert. What what did you answer? Top, bottom, or middle? (laughs) Uh, yeah, I I don't remember what I answered. Stuff. Yeah. So, so how do you like the side missions? By the way, um, like do do you do you find them as funny and ridiculous as I do? Um, I mean, like they're fun. Um, like, I think where I don't watch as much anime, like, I, I can tell that, like, a lot of it is, like, a culture thing. Um, but. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. I think, like, I think they're good. It just doesn't, I don't think, it probably doesn't strike me as much, but. Yeah, that might be it. it it's, it, it's very Japanese. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, like, I, I know, like, one of my co-workers is a big fan of, like, Grand Theft Auto, but I don't know if I'd be able to recommend the, the Yakuza to him, because even though he would probably get it, no. it would feel weird, because I don't think he has that, like, anime Japanese culture background to be able to understand a lot of the stuff that's going on. Yeah, I, Grand Theft Auto and Yakuza are, like, two very different ends of the like like the gang story open world crime yeah like it, it's like yakuza is like i guess a lot more restrictive like you can't just walk down the street punching people in the face mm. yeah you, you have to find but, people I mean, who that, need to be punched in the face or wait for them right, to run up the, to you and then you, you, punch you them only back. You only beat people up who um, start fights with yeah. you, pretty much. Whereas in Grand Theft Auto, you can, you know, just shoot a dude walking down the street in the head. Yeah, you can. Uh, let me look up that uh, llama with hats quote. Um, something about being a dangerous sociopath with a history of violence. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, that one one really got me yeah actually I think I got the wrong box open let me check Uh, which one was that that? yeah it's a gaming box yeah yeah Yeah, I mean that's how I play most games I guess Uh, as a dangerous sociopath with a history of violence yeah dangerous sociopath with a long history of violence (laughs) <laughs> he says with a human face attached to a balloon yeah. floating behind him yeah I mean I'm sure that, that describes a lot of video game behaviors yeah like like in, in Yakuza like yeah you're a criminal like the, all the all the player all the player characters are criminals, but they 
they have they're criminals, but but like they don't just go around starting trouble. Like they're they're all decent yeah, people. Where like Assassin's Creed Odyssey, I've been running around kicking people off cliffs every time I see someone standing a little bit too close to a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but if I were to play Assassin's Creed Odyssey, that would be the yeah. only reason. <laughs> Just the Spartacus. Yeah, no, people. like they they have guards like along the walls who are clearly meant to be kicked off because they're standing right next to a, a like an edge with no railing or like anything impeding them from just flying when you kick them. That that reminds me of. Uh... In an Indiana Jones game I would play on PS2 where there's a there's a level where there's you're you're riding like a a mm. tram like a thousand feet in the air from one mountain to the other and Nazis are just jumping onto the tram mm. to you try just to kick kill them you. in midair as they're about to land on it <laughs> yeah well you 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 get up on the roof and as they jump on you could just like either shoot them or grab them and throw throw them off the tram and they they yell for a really long time but it's okay yeah and every time you throw one so. off you just turn to the people on the tram and you're like no ticket <laughs> no it, it's it, it it's it was from a nazi base so oh, okay. there's no there's civilians no, around yeah so you can't reenact last crusade <laughs> uh, I, I haven't watched the Indiana Jones movies in forever I probably should yeah at least the first and third ones yeah I like Temple of Doom yeah like, like Temple of Doom and even like Crystal Skull I would probably have to go back and watch it I remember liking it but that was in high school so maybe I wouldn't as much I, I don't know I mean like I don't like uh, Shia like, LaBeouf but I think the rest of it was decent. I I don't think Crystal Skull is terrible. Mm. It's just like I don't like even if it wasn't an Indiana Jones movie, I don't think it would be a good movie. But it's watchable. Mm. Yeah, I mean, like, I get what they were like, going I'll, I'll, for in the sense that it's like the original ones were set in the '30s and they came out in the '80s. And this came out 20 years later, so it's set in the 50s. So there's aliens because right. it's 50s, um, like, schlocky yeah. adventure and, stuff. And and they're fighting the Russians because the 50s. Yeah. Sorry, Eugene. I know that's a trope you hate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they're, they're playing I, I on, like, the tropes of American 50s adventure stories. Yeah. <laughs> People get so mad about the fucking fridge. <laughs> mm. I mean, the fridge was dumb, but... It's it's stupid as shit, but I mean, come on. It's not... Yeah, and that, that's just their way... Because it's the 50s, it's like, well, uh, we gotta remind people that nuclear weapons were a new and, like, yeah. very important part of the culture. Yeah, Like, I... I, I get why people hate it because it doesn't make sense and in any other Indiana Jones movie it wouldn't be there 
but also <laughs> it, it's kind of so dumb that I respect it. Mm. Like, you, you know, like they, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm they, fine with it. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see what they do with Indiana Jones 5 if they ever finish making it. So they're still talking about it, but... Oh, you want to know something interesting? Mm-hmm. I, I was... I, I saw Harrison Ford on, like, a sitcom from the early 70s, and it was the weirdest thing. Mm. Like, it, it was just... It was just on TV, and I I happened to to I happened to flip by and see it. Mm. I, I don't really have anything to say about it. Yeah, I mean, he definitely had a different <laughs> style back then. Yeah, I mean, like he wasn't. He kind of seems like he's phoning it in lately. He, yeah, he 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 was in the 70s. He was able to do pretty. But after the eighties, he played Indiana Jones and Han Solo, and he he kind of got the like the the bad boy image, I guess you could say. Yeah, yeah, like the vulnerable bad boy. Because he always yeah, like he I, I was guess... never like the Arnold Schwarzenegger, like nothing can stop this guy no. kind of action hero. He was like the action hero who could still get into scrapes and get really beat up. Right. Right, he's like the uh, not not really an action hero, but I guess more of just a general tough guy. Yeah, I guess you could say. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's what like the action about? hero in the vein of like <laughs> Bruce Willis in the first Die Hard, before he became yeah. the superhero Bruce Willis. Die Hard. Mm. Die Hard sucks. Like not not the first one, mm. just as a, as a series. Yeah. yeah, I mean that, and that like, like the internet has already explained many times why the first Die yeah, Hard was like, good, not... and all the sequels just didn't get what was good about the first one. Yeah, the 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 third one is the third one is different, but it's good in a different way. Mm. The the second one is I don't know it's it's I don't hate it it's it kind of just redoes uh, the first the first movie mm. except in an airport so it's like a typical eighties or nineties sequel yeah we just do the thing but slightly yeah. different and then the the fourth and fifth ones are just absolute garbage that no one should watch. Mm. Unless you really like Justin Long, which, I mean, nobody does. Let's be honest. Yeah, I mean, I've only ever seen the first one. I would watch the third one. It's pretty good. Mm. The second one, you don't need to. All the, the only notable thing about Die Harder... Yeah, yeah, it's got, is, it's got the is, best title. Is that, yeah, obviously. And it's it, the, the villain, like, does a naked martial arts... Um, pose um in a hotel mm. for some reason like that's his introduction but he doesn't do it in front of bruce willis i assume no he, he's he's just like alone in his hotel mm. 
and I guess it's to show that he can fight. Yeah, and to that he's a really show that the actor person. got in shape for this. <laughs> you know, like they do in every Marvel movie, where they have to show that these actors got ripped for the movies, right? Including Tom Holland. The act. The act. Because yeah, I also really, I rewatch like Far From Home, and they have like the scene where he's changing into his Spider-Man costume in front of Mary Jane, and he gets embarrassed because he's so fucking jacked and he's like please don't look i that that makes me uncomfortable because he's a high schooler yeah yeah, yeah i'm yeah because he's like part of like, the trend yeah, even like homecoming had the part where he was like undressing and um ned was there and then aunt may walks in on them and then far from home is the part where he's undressing and mary jane is there and he gets embarrassed yeah it, or I guess MJ. She's not actually uh, Mary Jane. She's like Michelle or something. I I, I forget what her name yeah. is, honestly. Yeah, it doesn't matter. The point is, Tom Holland got ripped and sexualizes himself in the way that most of these Marvel heroes do. Yeah. Like 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 pe- people talk about uh, black widow's ass being on display in the first avengers mm. but i mean every other Ave- in every other Ven- avengers movie like chris evans yeah like, like black widow doesn't have any are, shirtless are just... scenes the way like chris evans or chris hemsworth <laughs> or chris pratt or paul rudd um like ant-man had a shirtless scene so yeah, yeah. like the marvel movies are all about the beefcake yeah. Hulk Hulk has all his scenes shirtless. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like Hulk it's part of the character that he's shirtless. But even like like Star Lord, yeah. he has like shirtless prison scene. But you know, that that that's not really a thing with like Star Lord isn't known for being ripped. Like he shoots guns, he doesn't punch people. Right. And like Ant Man. And he the shrinks. one time he does punch somebody he, like, he he majorly fucks up. Yeah. Yeah, he, he gets mad at a time that isn't... I mean, he... They came so close to stopping Thanos, and then he got mad. Yeah. All that for a drop of blood. Yeah. So, what were we talking about? Hot superheroes? Yeah, about uh, Tom Holland being jacked. Um, should we do the huh. East Combat Mad Lib? Or... <laughs> Tom Holland being jacked is my favorite Pornhub video. <laughs> okay, let, let's let's do it to get off this train of thought. Okay. Um. So let's see. Okay. So, uh, first word: nationality. Um. See now, Ace Combat's in my head, and. I want to just use uh, an Ace Combat um, country, but I don't want to because that would kind of ruin it. Mm. Um, Ladvarian. Um, adjective. Um, jacked. Uh, what was that? Jacked. As in what Tom Holland is. Okay, yeah, it keeps cutting out on me. I'm getting those technical issues now. I will type it into Discord. Unless you can hear me now. Uh, I'm hearing like every other word. 
right now. Oh. I'll just keep saying it over and over then. Jacked, jacked, okay. jacked, 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 yeah. jacked. Okay. <laughs> um, a fantasy occupation. Oh. Um, like an occupation from a fantasy world. Um, fuck, I don't know. Or from like Dungeons um, and Dragons or something. I think I... Oh no! I have a D and D monster as a later one, but this could be like a D and D class. Wizard, no unicorn wizard. Okay. Uh, person. What was that? We're, um, <laughs> we're starting uh, to get technical difficulties. Oh, um, Captain America. Um, a nickname. Um, preferably a one-word nickname. Cocksucker. <laughs> Okay, and then another one-word nickname for the second, or I guess, sixth slot. Bitch tits, one word. That's <laughs> yeah, going to work pretty well. Um, this is number seven, adjective. Um, Chody. <laughs> um, a building, like a type of building. Um, farmhouse. Uh, a number. 69. <laughs> I mean, what was I gonna yeah. do? Yeah. Uh, let's see, which is number 10. Um, a verb ending in ing. Masturbating. Okay, a second verb ending in ing. Um, um, pooping. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm really deep into it this time, huh? Mm, um, a plural vehicle. Um, Honda Accords. Um, a D and D monster. Um, uh, I want a good one. Ah, fuck it. Hydra. Okay. Um, and then a fantasy monster. Or creature. Um, uh, you have a suggestion. Um, suggestion. Um, oh, a porg. Is uh, yeah, that good yeah, enough? Um, yeah. Two ing verbs. Um, speeding and racing. Um. Okay. An occupation. Star Lord. I mean, I guess that's an occupation. Um. Yeah. An animal. A capybara. And the last one is a weapon. A. <laughs> a dildo bed. Okay. So. Hopefully you actually hear me reading this and the sound doesn't cut out while I'm reading it. Um, okay. Crossing my fingers. Yeah, otherwise you won't get to hear it until uh, the um, edited like final version of this episode comes out. Um, okay. okay. I mean, what, what's, what's the point if my laughter doesn't completely drown you out? Mm. Yeah, no, maybe no one else will get to hear it because you'll be laughing too hard and they won't hear any of it. Um, okay. Yeah.
Trigger is a male Latvian Air Defense Force pilot, a member of the long-range Jacked Strike Group, and a former member of the Unicorn Wizard Squadron. <laughs> nice. Following his alleged murder of former Ocean President Captain America, he was reassigned... <laughs> He was reassigned to an Ocean <laughs> Air course. Force penal unit, Cocksucker Squadron. <laughs> he later became the leader of Mitchdit Squadron in the LRSSG. <laughs> I love it. A renowned and chody yes. pilot, his actions throughout the house war <laughs> earned him the nickname 69 Strikes by those on both sides of the conflict. <laughs> <laughs> 69 <laughs> his accomplishments include playing a key role in masturbating Stonehenge <laughs> pooping arsenal bird justice uh, shooting oh down two God. Honda Accords defeating a Hydra squadron <laughs> sinking the Porg and eating Mihaly A. Shalaj uh, in a dogfight while the aforementioned Arusian ace was racing an XO2S strike wyvern. So, he ate oh my Um He is the Star-Lord character in Ace Combat 7 Skies Unknown. <laughs> His personal <laughs> emblem is an orange-haired capybara clutching a dildo in its jaws. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> Bitch tip squadron, oh my god. Yep, Trigger's different. <laughs> he sure is. He plays a key role in masturbating his opponent. Yeah, he masturbated Stonehenge after he uh, killed former Ocean President Captain America. I'm gonna need you to copy and paste that to me, <laughs> because I want to read that forever. Mm. Yeah, I guess I could either take a picture, but it would have my sloppy handwriting, or I could just type the whole thing out. Either you could type it, or you could take a picture, and I can type mm -hmm. it. <laughs> I want to save that in a text file and treasure it always. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'll type it out. Um, let's see, I think we're up to an hour and a half. Was there anything else we wanted to do last week? or? Um. Well, I already talked about the coke. God damn it! I already talked about the the Pope cock blocking mm. me earlier, but I, I never actually got around to playing much EU four on this. So I'm just gonna say he will cock block me, mm. but not yet. He hasn't done it yet. Mm. I just want everyone to know. Yeah, that you're gonna have to overthrow the Pope and create your own church. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't. I can't. I can't be Italy unless I have Rome, right? That doesn't work. Mm. But what if there was no Rome? So, because you destroyed it. Then, then where would all the roads lead to if there's no Wherever Rome? Wherever you want them to, they can lead to both of your Sicilies at once. <laughs> where is the second Sicily? I need. I really need to know. Was it inside you all along? <laughs> <laughs> the real second Sicily was the friends we made along yeah. the way. Yeah, yeah, so it's two Sicilies in one, because one Sicily is the city, and the other one is all the friends that live in the city. 
What what if that's the actual answer? Like the second Sicily is actually all the Sicilians. Yeah. Yeah, the people of Sicily who all got kicked out of Sicily, but they were the real Sicily all along, so there's two Sicilies. <laughs> Sicily is not a place. Well it is, but also it's yeah. the people. Yeah, it's like the end of Thor Ragnarok. It's like Asgard was the place, but Asgard is also all the people on the ship. Who were both decimated by Thanos. <laughs> yeah, there were two Asgards, and then there was one Asgard, and then there was one half Yeah, Asgard. half Asgard, and then it became a quarter Asgard after he snapped his fingers. <laughs> half Asgard is also a great title, mate. <laughs> yeah, half Asgard describes our style of podcasting pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, half half Asgard is a way mm. of life. Uh, this was fun. I yeah. liked it. It cheered me up after being in a hundred degree weather all day. Mm. Yep, yeah, and I will have to make a Spider Man Mad Lib for next time. I'll yes. Just go grab one of those articles that I used to read for laughs, and cut a bunch of the words out for more laughs. Yeah. Yeah, just pick one of the more ridiculous sections that I laughed at even when it was read straight. Yeah, Yeah, I'll get, like, the plot summary of Superior Spider-Man or something. Or, no, the the new Clone Saga. Or even the old Clone Saga. (laughs) How many clones... How many fucking Clone Sagas do we need? I'll give you... The answer is zero. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's only a matter of time before clones make it into the movies. You know, when they want to keep yeah, the mean, Tom I mean, Holland you know movies many... going, but Tom Holland's getting too old for the part. They'll make a clone that suspiciously doesn't look like him, but it's a clone. Or they'll just bring in Miles Morales. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> We're good. We're very good at this. Yeah, I think I think my brain's shutting down now, too. Yeah. <clears throat> I got the moon on Animal Crossing earlier. I was visiting a town and I got a recipe for how to make the moon, so I made the moon and now it's in my town. Nice. And that's where it's going to stay. I haven't so... checked to see if the moon is still in the sky or if I, by putting the moon on top of a mountain in my town, have taken it out of the sky. And I in the name of the now. moon, you should punish people. Yep. Yep. Although I don't have a sailor costume, um, oh. I have other. I have a lot of other costumes, but I don't have a sailor costume. I mean, th- there have been enough people drawn in sailor costumes recently that you could probably just pick one of those. Hmm. Like Majima. Yeah. He, he's he's somewhere. I'm going to look this up because I I know it was posted here. <clears throat> and I have to find it. Just um, hum some elevator music while I'm searching. Hmm. But then I have to think of what tune I'm gonna hum. Um. Blurry. Plus I have by editing software, so I mud. can I can just take a song and put it in there. Blurry by Puddle of Mud. Mm. 
I mean, maybe I could just, like, go for the most copywritten song that I have as a dare to see if anybody will ever call copyright on this. And if they don't, then I know. Don't stop Which I guess would just be a journey. Disney song. I mean, they did that one time that, um... Uh, what was it? Um, Dark Hand sent me the, the funky version of, um... Shiny from Moana. And that one got... <laughs> flagged by disney on youtube but i don't i haven't heard like that episode has been re-uploaded with no changes here on uh podbean and i haven't heard anything about it so i don't think they monitor podbean well yeah they they don't have anybody making an algorithm for podbean so yeah yeah they figure the podcast market is too small for and also i i'm not making any money off of the you know there's no advertising involved in this yeah Um, they don't actually care about people um breaking their copyright they they care about making money off of it yeah like they would make you know they they can take a percentage of my profits that that's fine i'll give them uh you know a a small (laughs) percentage of my profits that i make off of the show you know what jade i i I think you're being selfish you should give them 90 percent yeah, well, I mean, there's, there's got to be enough to go around to all the companies whose stuff we're stealing. You're right. You should just give all of them 10%. Yeah. Yeah, no, we'll find, like, 12 of them and give them each 10%. <laughs> you should give all of them 69%. <laughs> Alright, I think I found it. Okay, it's going to take a while to upload. Mm. You're slowly uploading. Yep. Yep, there it goes and went 2%. It is. <laughs> the file size is 1.69 megabytes. <laughs> so big. Uh, oh, there it goes. It's uh, up to about 20%, probably. Up oh, twenty five. Oh, it's getting there. Mm. Maybe by the end of the episode, it'll be here. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, the episode didn't end like fifteen minutes ago. Um, I guess not, because we're still here. Yeah. Well, it's about sixty nine percent now. I haven't said that nice. enough times in this episode. Yep. yep, still going. Is this fun for you, people? <laughs> I mean, if they're not <laughs> asleep yet, um, we're, we're still helping with that. I mean, I, I can't think of anything more exciting than listening to somebody describe um, a progress bar slowly going up. <laughs> I mean, we, we might have fail. discovered a new subgenre <laughs> of... Uh, like ASMR content is describing the progress that your progress bar is making. The upload failed. I mean, that could be fun to do like a like a sports commentary on a progress bar progressing, <laughs> and just get really excited about it. Talk about how much it trained to get to this moment. Yeah, the struggle it's yeah, going but... through as it tries to climb up the rest of this uh, progress meter. It would be funny, but I can't. I can't describe. I can't 
think of enough words to describe a, a bar progressing. Yeah, I mean, you would need like a seasoned commentator to really, yeah, you know, get into the mood of that. Because like most, of, you know, like a lot of that stuff, like they're just they're seeing people doing things that they've always seen them do, and they have to like find new and exciting ways to describe it. We'll just get Oswald the Lucky Rabbit in to do it for us. <laughs> mm. I I did talk about that eventually, right? Yeah, I'm pretty yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> we, we've been talking about this less than two megabyte picture uploading <laughs> for about five minutes now. Yeah, well, I, I, that, that's yeah. evidence of um, you know the internet being slow. So if people didn't believe that we were having technical problems, then now they can see why, because the internet is slow. If they did, if they didn't believe, I mean, like, wh- why would we lie? <laughs> mm. Yeah, I mean, there's just there's so up. many jokes that, like, I would respond to if I had heard them when we were talking, but I don't hear them until editing, and when I hear them in editing, then it's like, oh, I should have said something to that, but... Hey, there it is. Yay. Yep. All that for something you've probably already seen. Probably. Uh, do, does he get a moon, or is the moon eye patch because it's Sailor Moon, or does he have an eye, a moon eye patch? At some point. No, it's just because it's Sailor Moon. Okay. I mean, it almost looks like like a cartoon eye, the way they've got the moon. You know, there's like the black yeah, dot is like the eye, and then the white is like the... Um... I, I really like those earrings on him. They look great. Mm. But he's still got the tattoos. Well, of course. I mean, it's not, it's not Majima without the tattoos. Mm. And grew his hair out. Because it doesn't look like a wig. I mean, it, it looks like it's attached. Well, yeah, the the moon gives you oh, right, blonde right, yeah. hair powers. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, that's well, yeah. Over. I mean, that, that, that's how werewolves happen because the moon makes hair grow. <laughs> See, I mean that that's 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 bullshit. But I mean that that was a great idea. That was a great thing you just said. Jay, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a thing that they haven't explored enough in werewolf fiction. That the moon is, you know, it cures baldness. <laughs> See? <laughs> like, like, maybe we should start one of those, um, you know, like QVC products or something about just harnessing the power of the moon to grow your hair. You ever know why fat guys got so much hair on their back? It's because they they moon bathe. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so if we could just bottle up the the power of the moon and sell it to people as like a a hair replacement, we could make millions. That way you could just rub it on yourself and you can form words with it. Yeah. You just bathe in liquid moon. In the name of the moon, I will lather you. So yeah, it's going to be hard choosing a title for this episode, because (laughs) we've talked about a lot of things a lot more than Boba Fett's uh, Reagan-esque war on drugs. Now, go with that title, but just pick, like, any random image we talked about today. Mm. Or, Or the Majima one. Either way, 
Because I'm pretty sure I've, like... I've also already done an episode where the joke was that I couldn't pick a title, so the title card was all of the titles that could have been being crossed off. It's like I've we already done that. Do the... so. We probably shouldn't do the Majima one, because I don't know who drew it. Well, yeah, if I don't make it the title I mean... card, then people will be wondering what we were talking about at the end of the episode. Yeah. And I don't actually have an image ready for Boba Fett saying no to drugs. I'm, I'm sure there's like a, a Boba Fett 420 image mm. somewhere on the internet. Yeah, well, yeah, it's the internet. Like, everybody has a picture of them being stoned. <laughs> he's got like a blunt sticking out of his helmet. Yeah. Uh, he's, his mask just looks high. <laughs> there's like smoke pouring out <laughs> from under it. <laughs> he's got... <laughs> You can see his eyes through through his little visor, and they're yeah. just beet red. Yeah, yeah, like the whole visor is bloodshot. There's just smoke pouring out from under it. Yeah, he's just baking in there all the time. <laughs> I mean, there was like another story in that Tales of the Bounty Hunters book where Boba Fett was described as being like so cagey that he. Um, he has, like, a straw that comes out of his mask so he can drink without taking his mask off. <laughs> That's like a visual gag from Family Guy. That's not a thing people write. Yeah. So, wait, he he's like El Toro from Jackie Chan Adventures. He never takes off his mask. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, he never took it off until... They cast an actor for Django Fett, and now everybody knows what Boba Fett's face looks like, so suddenly his mask was off in, like, every comic after that. Yeah. Also, he could talk after that, too. Yeah. And then the Mandalorian show came out, and they're like, no, Mandalorians don't take their masks off, except for all of these ones who have... Which I think season two is probably going to address, because they've got, like, Bo-Katan in there, and she you know half the time isn't wearing a mask yeah it's see that this is why um i always say i don't like canon because you Mm. always get discrepancies like this yeah yeah like they'll they'll say something like it's a rule in one of them and it's clearly not a rule when you look at all the other stories yeah like in in ace combat 7 they don't say anything about trigger masturbating his enemies but yeah, oh no, he masturbated stone. Obviously. <laughs> he, he did it. He even got it to shoot off twice. Yeah. Yeah, he masturbated Stonehenge, he pooped Arsenal Bird Justice, and he shot down two Honda Accords. <laughs> and then he ate Mela- Mahali A. Shalaj in a dogfight. Wait. <laughs> Say that last one again? Um, he ate Mel- Mahali. Um, a Shalage in a dogfight. Yep. While the guy was like racing a uh, stray quiver. Yep. Yeah, we learned a lot uh, this week. I, I think that's my favorite Mad Lib. Mm. <laughs> About that chody pilot who was nicknamed the 69 Strikes. <laughs> <laughs> the chody the chody pilot and bitch tit squash. <laughs> And I mean, because the original line was three strikes because he's got like the three strikes across 
the thing, but he's 69 <laughs> strikes, so he's got to have 69 strikes across his symbol of a I'm capybara at- clutching a dildo in its jaws. <laughs> <laughs> I just heard this, and I, I still think it's the funniest shit ever. Just mm. just imagine him actually having the, the 69 strikes, like, all across his plane. Yeah. And p- people, have to count them. people have to count them to identify. Yeah, you count all of them and say, oh, nice. Yeah. It's like, oh, look, it's 63 strikes. No, you idiot, it's 72 strikes. <laughs> and while they're busy <laughs> but then the one counting them all, he's the one... masturbating Stonehenge. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they call it a cockpit. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. Uh, he He's grasped really, really tight on that flight stick. Yep. Yep. He served yeah, in Unicorn Wizard Squadron, and then Cocksucker Squadron, and then Bitch Tit Squadron. <laughs> you, you know what, what? what's funny is Unicorn Wizard was actually Mage Squadron. Yeah, yeah that, that, that and... one, it's like I, I cut out the word mage, and I'm like, okay, what kind of word should this be? And I put fantasy occupation. See, I, I, the, the reason I changed Wizard is because Wizard is actually um, a squadron mm. in Ace Combat. Okay. And I kind of figured that's what it oh, was. Oh, yeah, that I cut out a word that I... Yeah, yeah, because like a lot of them, I wanted yeah. it to fit, so I made them a little more specific than... Um, right. Than the well, ones usually... Like... Uh, like when you said fantasy creature, I was like, "Oh, I bet that's Golem." Mm. Well, uh, the fantasy creature. Let's see. There was so the D and D monster was Mimic Squadron, which became Hydra Squadron in this. Um, and then cool. the fantasy creature. He it says one of his things he did was sinking the Alicorn, so that became sinking the Porg. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay, because Go- Golem is a different one, but yeah, no. Like they mention his accomplishments are. Defending Stonehenge, destroying Arsenal Bird, shooting down two ADF Ravens, defeating Mimic Squadron, sinking the Alicorn, and besting Shalaj in a dogfight. Yeah. We should do Mobius 1 next. Well, maybe not next, but like, whenever you get around to it. Hmm. Uh, wait, you doing, doing which one next? The, that's, that's from Ace Combat 4. Mm. But he, I don't know, he doesn't... Well, I'm not going to read it because I would kind of ruin it, but you should check to see if uh, on on Acepedia or whichever one you got that from, yeah. you should check to see if there's a, a description like that for Mobius 1 from Ace Combat 4. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, like the trigger one, it was just like the preface to the article where they summarize everything. I just took all of those paragraphs and then like copied it all down and then made a second copy so I could cross out words and remember what the word was. Um, it, wor- it worked out very good. Mm. <laughs> at, least it, at least it was my favorite, I hope. Yeah, I mean, at least at least I you mean, get the references not... in this one. How can you not laugh at Chody Pipe? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. We should probably stop. 
Yeah, we're up to two hours, so uh, see you in two weeks. Yeah, um, remember to brush your nipples and clean behind your ass.